welcome to the show. My name is Joel, alongside with Ernesto. That's where you come in. Oh, right, right. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been okay? watching? Loki, actually. I've been watching Loki. Loki. Yeah. yeah. How is it? I love it. I, I don't say really? that often, too often. It's always something that's a lot of things are in the gray with me. But uh, Loki, is it's so out there. It feels different first of all but it also feels it's exploring an avenue of marvel's lore that's rarely exposed uh, oh like exposed explored <laughs> well yeah well like you, you think about uh marvel i think especially more so than than dc but they have so many variants in the the marvel universe you know there's so many mm. universes within that universe like how many people would actually know about the the Watchers, or how many people would know about the Eternals, and how many people would know about it? like there's so many there's like there's so many in categories in the in the Marvel universe that you could expand like and I think like I read that it's um Loki is is exploring a little more of the fuck what's it called the is it Mo, Mobius Morbius or something like yeah, that Moby Owen Wilson's character yeah. Like his his whole line of shit, right? It's it's like they're exploring, or at least they've introduced that character now, where where a lot of people won't have no idea what the fuck. This right, is. <laughs> I love it's. This is not a spoiler for the uh, maybe it is crap, <laughs> but uh, okay, f- screw it. All right, so the TVA is basically it's this it's an organization that is outside the the usual flow of time in the Marvel universe. And I bring that up because there's a point. It's we've been watching these movies for ten years. You know, we've been passionate about it. We've been de- debating who's gonna appear. We've been crying over people who've died, et cetera, et cetera, and stuff like that. They they hold a, a place in our hearts, like give or take the how the movies are give are made or <laughs> so like how yeah. they're good or bad stuff like that. They they yeah. laid a, a bookmark in pop culture. So it's mm-hmm. funny. Here comes here comes Loki, the TV show, and guess what Loki finds when he goes to the TVA? A drawer full of Infinity Stones, and not just one Infinity Stone, like three different stones, like a Space Stone, a Mind Stone, and they're all just kind of strewn there. about like pennies. <laughs> and and <laughs> that's just and and Loki naturally because this is his life work, his life's work, right? Yeah. He's he's like. Where did you get these? And then the guy says, "Oh yeah, this cool. We have a lot of those. We use them as paperweights." <laughs> and it's and my mind is gone and I'm like we just not threw away, but we subverted 10 years of storytelling in the Marvel universe yeah. and made it so inconsequential in the whole grand scheme of things that it just blows my mind. So it was basically essentially like them resetting the the MCU. Right. Right, right. That that's that's a perfect way to put it. Yeah, so like you think you think of uh all these universe ending events that have happened <laughs> in the Marvel comics, where does the Infinity Saga rank on your end? Cuz like you you think mm-hmm. about Galactus. Right. You think about um apocalypse you think about like all these different like universe ending characters or mm-hmm. un- universe ending events mm-hmm. where where does the the infinity saga uh stand on you Infin- compared to on you compared to everything at the top of my head yeah yeah pretty damn high i mean it's it's the one event where 
it not only brought every team because Marvel's team heavy. If you ever, <laughs> they have the Defenders, they have the Guardians, they have Fantastic the Avengers, Four. the Fantastic Four, exactly. And the is Revengers. It, the the Revengers? <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, sure, it's the it's the Asgardians, right? There's another yeah. team, and it just, and it was it was the Infinity Saga. It has its flaws naturally, right? Mm-hmm. But it's that moment where every character met, right? The Guardians met a, a cluster of the Avengers. You have Doctor yeah. Strange, who is mostly magic, playing with science stuff with Banner, and it's it's like when Batman v Superman came out, right? That's a weird segue, but when we saw the <laughs> whole we saw the Holy Trinity, yeah, together. Like, yeah. Even though it was Rush, blah blah blah, it was Rush. Who cares? But we saw them on screen, and we would never. And our rightest minds were, oh shit! There's Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman together. So imagine yeah, that with that, Marvel, right? For the the longest time, that's gonna be well, not for the longest time. For now until the end of time, that's gonna be the first time we've ever seen the Holy Trinity. Exactly, exactly. And like the movie obviously has flaws, which movie doesn't? But that's the moment where we saw them all together, and the Infinity Saga had everyone magic. Yeah regular people <laughs> and uh, space and we're mm-hmm. how we're gonna see the guardians interact with the avengers star lord talking shit to iron man <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> yeah i mean definitely w- without a doubt it's it's very important in the the crossover uh it's not a genre i guess it could be its own genre right at this point right a lot of stuff yeah. is crossing over nowadays it's, it's very it's, it's yeah it's very important but like to me, at the very least, like dealing with Galactus seemed like much more of a daunting task for <laughs> for the, the the superheroes than than like finding the stones and stuff like that. Right. Like to be honest, I didn't really think that much of about the Infinity Stones up until the the MCU started gearing um, toward it. Yeah, yeah. So like seeing that in the representation, where it's like, okay, so we have this you know universe ending event happening we wrap that up let's just reset it and now move on to <laughs> galactus or apocalypse or whatever you know like a galactic oh, apocalypse that's a great one yeah right apocalypse is the dark side of x-men <laughs> it's not even exactly. like if if, if uh, thanos is the dark is the you know the main nemesis of all marvel apocalypse is the x-men is mm-hmm. just that and it's just that group right that's the main bad guy and it's this this uber mutant but yeah, the mutant that has all the powers right right and he can control powers as much as i know he can he's the the first <laughs> mutant yeah the first mutant <laughs> right and so that, that's what i'm saying like we've had apocalypse and but let's uh, let's rather not talk about that what i what i would be interesting into seeing now especially since we're, we are hearing that they're gearing up for a for a fantastic four movie that they're gearing up for possibly a wolverine movie and stuff like that i'm i'm excited to see the 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 marvel universe that i know the of the little bit that i know mm. it was the fantastic four it was the x-men because like there were the tv shows when i was a kid and the movies and stuff like that some comics here and there coming across like may, being so marvel making a movie based or not movie a universe based around iron man would yeah. have been inconceivable for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Iron, Iron Man just wasn't one of the, the, the main badass characters. Don't. It's that. And that he's just a fucking 
dick. Like he's yeah, he's, he's the an asshole. biggest asshole. And it's it's the point where I'm I'm okay, sure. He's he's fine in my book, the MCU version anyway. But the comic book version, I'll kick in the nuts. Like the events of Civil War spoilers. And it comes out, but Advance of Civil War, Spider Man takes okay, Iron Man's side. Years ago, right, it's fifteen <laughs> years ago. Go in the library or something. But uh, yeah, long story short, Iron Man six a group of villains against Spider Man because he doesn't want because something he you know who who turned out that if you have your identity revealed that your bad guys won't go against your loved ones. Yeah. Right, and then the unspeakable happens. At me, I think At May is attacked or almost gets killed. And Su- and Spider Man's like, no, I just want to change change sides. And what does Iron Man do is in his infinite wisdom, he beats him. He set, he six the villains. I forget who which one. I think they're the sinister well, six. The, so yeah, that's what the sinister six. I think six. it was the sinister six. And they beat him like to the inch of his life, and to the point where Castle is dragging him to this underground bunker, and he's like bleeding. And like Frank's just like freaking out, not not freaking out, like oh my god, what the hell's gonna happen? But you know, dragging Peter but Parker, this dies, kid, he dies. right? <laughs> He's like iron. <laughs> but uh, and then that's and that moment on, I'm like, yeah, Iron Man, you're dead to me. Like I, I don't care if you're redeemed in any variation of your medium. You're just dead to me. And I'm just laughing at how, ten years later, people are weeping, me included. Yeah. Iron Man <laughs> doing the ultimate sacrifice. At the end of but, Infinity War. All right, all right. Was it Iron Man? Was it or was it Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. For sure. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, I mean, are, they're the same at this point, aren't they? At, uh, yeah, at this point, it's 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 one and the same. Like you, you remember you, a few years ago, the there's a picture of this little kid crying because he met um, Robert Downey Jr., but it wasn't Iron Man in his suit. <laughs> it's like. It's we're at that point where you can't differentiate one or the other, right? But it it's it's I mean trying to re who would you recast as Robert Downey Jr. Uh, not Robert Downey Jr. But as, uh, as Tony Man? Stark Iron Man? Nobody, uh, nobody. There's, you can't touch that. <laughs> it's it's so uh, uh, character defining performances that like be it good or bad, you know, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is a good one. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze is a bad one. <laughs> I you mean. Know, <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't really, you know, nobody's going to want to touch those characters anymore, or right. at least for another while. So we forget what what they, until the new generation comes up, the generation that, that didn't have the MCU. Right. Which I can't, I think it might just be no, like, they're, they're, from here on out, there won't be a generation that didn't have, grow up with the MCU because it's, you could watch it in, almost anywhere. Right. Uh, you can see so it anywhere. No you can see the yeah. repercussions, like in the most recent Spider-Man. Right, you, you're reminded what Iron Man died for our sins. Exactly. <laughs> that was his cross to bear. <laughs> died for our sins. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Loki, uh, three episodes, and is there any more you want to talk about it without really like spoiling it? For uh, the, the listeners, go watch it. <laughs> go watch it. Yeah, yeah go watch it. It's, and it's a six-episode arc, right? Right, right. Is yeah. it a one-off or is it going to be a continuation? It's going to be a continuation, as in, as in, it's is it going to affect the greater MCU sort of way, or what do you? Uh, well, without a doubt, it's going to have some sort of effect on the greater yeah. MCU. But like, 
is it going to be a one-off like WandaVision was, or is it going to be more like in the lines of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, where it's going to be a multiple season? Oh, okay. Um, it's it's going to be a one-off. A one-off? Yeah, I feel like it's going to be one-off just because Hiddleston. I, I hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm Hiddleston? Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, Loki. I forget. That's, Loki. that's his real name, right? <laughs> yeah, Tom Hiddleston. Oh, Tom Hiddleston, yeah. He's, he seems... I don't see him doing multiple like a TV show seasons. He's more of a movie actor. He's more of a drum drama. Right, right. I do Shakespeare in the park for fun type of shit. Yeah, right? it, it shows. Honestly, it, <laughs> it, it it really shows because they take advantage of his background as a theater uh, actor. So there are a lot okay. of moments where he's a, uh, you know, those moments where it's to be or not to be. He's where, monologuing the shit right, out of everything. Right, exactly. And he's have, he's having these facial expressions. There's a lot of blocking and he's moving around. He has he's waving his arms and stuff like that. Yeah. Is there a, a, a Marvel version of the DC character Mr. Mixoplick? Mr. Mixoplick, uh he's basically oh god. Because I would I would like to see Loki be like take up that character or that right. some of those character traits. You see him just bounce around through uni- to character, universe, to universe, and stuff like that. You know, just right. one day he shows up to bothers the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then the next day, he sh- next one he shows up and bothers Captain Marvel or some shit like that. You know, just to bounce his character because, like, legit, right. out of all the the Marvel villain, I guess you could categorize him as, as a villain at times. Loki was for sure the more well-rounded one, I I believe. Oh yeah, I, I wholeheartedly. Oh, uh, I I would feel like at a loss to have that character uh, with Tom Hiddleston just go away, you know. Yeah. Like we know he died at in the beginning of uh, uh, Infinity War, so that loop kind of got sealed up. But if he, this takes place in the in the time where he after the attack on New York, and then where he escapes, then he there's still option. There's still a opportunities to have that character you know bounce around the the mc universe mc yeah mcu uh every now and then yeah yeah it does feel like if anything they're they are just leaving him open like he's alive somewhere out there you know, just existing <laughs> that's funny um yeah that's cool the the loki i'm still waiting to to for it to it? finish so i could binge it yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like watching so, so there's so much stuff I've been watching lately. Just yeah. I, I would rather just dedicate you know a week or so to to that season and not have to wait fucking six weeks for the whole thing to come out. Yeah, that's that's fair. Every yeah. episode feels like there's there always is a cliffhanger sort of thing. Like, what are they gonna do now? Like, how is this so gonna work? Is it like episode of the week or no? Yeah, episode of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Something like the old Batman sixty six. We had two episodes a, a week. One was in the, after the first one was the cliffhanger, and then the second one wrapped up the that whole episode. Yeah, but it's just back to back cliffhangers. Back to back. <laughs> back to that's, back. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, Superman Red Sun. Did you see it? Read it. Experience yes, it. Loved yes. Yes. Everything. All of the above. What do you think? Um, I do remember hearing about this comic. I, d- I don't ever remember reading it, but then I, I so when I saw that they were gonna do a Superman versus Red Sun uh, animated movie, got kind of a little excited just because 
for a lot of people, me included, this is how you get your comic character intake. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. a lot of us don't really read comics anymore. <laughs> we just <laughs> why read it when they could when we could watch it. <laughs> that type of shit. Um, it was it was actually a really really interesting take mm. on uh, the Superman Batman relationship and the relationship with Wonder Woman, the relationship with uh, Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. Right. It, it was a really it, it, I felt conflicted because you know for the longest time Lex Luthor is the main bad guy, but then the movie ends and you're like, or the story ends and you're like, he's he he was a dick without a doubt, but he seemed like he had good intentions. Right. The ending bit just threw me off because I don't remember much of the comic, but I'm just like, really? He's here? Like, just should we just spoil it? Or yeah, we could spoil it. It came out last year. Who gives a shit? (laughs) You had time. It's there. It's sitting there waiting for you. But uh, yeah, Brainiac showing up. Essentially, hold on. So essentially, it's it's Superman instead of landing in Kansas. Where he landed uh, originally, he lands in the Soviet Union in southern Russia, and then he's convinced to give him his powers to the to the party. To, to I the, guess you would yeah, say, to the yeah, state to the or, to the state. There yeah. you go. That's the word. That's the correct word. <laughs> that's the party line to the state. Yeah, <laughs> the party line. <laughs> it's it's really it's really it's a really fucked up way to 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 see something where you know some shady shit went down in the in the Soviet Union post well, pre post. Pre, during, and post World War Two, but then you see it where like, oh, you have this 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 dude who whole, whole wholeheartedly believes in in the uh, the ideology that that they were that they had, but yeah. ultimately he learns that people need to so that they could function properly, they need to have, be able to have the freedom to make their their mistakes. Yeah. And it's it's very very interesting to see to have like essentially God come to grips with that and and you know no matter how much he he tried to bend the humanity to his to his will there's always going to be the ones who resist yeah and I I love the fact that he he always grappled with those ramifications but also he it was for the best of humanity in his eyes. Yeah, he wanted us to be safe. He wanted us to be. He didn't want anyone because at the beginning there's a sequence where it's. Um, I think he has a childhood friend, and that's that childhood friend instills this sort of mantra that he lives throughout his whole entire run through the movie is to be the was it the bigger man, or be someone that everyone can look up to, and it's it's yeah. funny how easily that's warped good intentions how easily that especially when it comes to superman how that intention is warped to uh, basically communist <laughs> communist ideologies yeah well like well that that's a, a lot of the the there's obviously like scholars and shit like that who know more about it than i do but a lot of what i can grasp of the communist ideology it's it's like uh it's not one for it's it's not you're not in it alone. <laughs> I'm trying to say, you know, you're right. in it as a, as a group, and whatever you do has to benefit the group. And then you have somebody with the Superman powers, with being raised with that ideology. There really isn't, like, like you said, it, it gets so warped that he loses track or he loses his way, yet still um, believing that he's on he's the, he's on the right. Yeah. 
So it was an it was a very interesting movie. I I did like the that no matter what, there's always gonna be a Batman to fuck up Superman. No, <laughs> this Batman is brutal as hell. Very. Oh very my gosh! Brutal. There's a scene where it's he bo- he basically just bombs a museum full of civilians, and he's like ten he's minutes. cracking jokes. Ten seconds. Yeah. Like I thought I said ten or so or something. Like I thought <laughs> I thought I said six or something. He bombs. He yeah. kills them. Right to make yeah. a point. Yeah. And then, like, okay, so take to what we were having the discussion earlier about antiheroes and where they stand. You, you look at this Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman's willing to kill. Batman's willing to do whatever he can to 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 further his or so that he 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 meets his end goal. Right. But then you look at his end goal, and his end goal is essentially getting rid of a tyrannical godlike figure, right? Ruling it over everybody. So does that make him a bad guy? He's killed people. But overall, the overall the the his own, his angle would benefit everybody in the long run. Right, right. I, I would say he's a bad guy, and I it, it's because when I think of antiheroes, say Deadpool, John Constantine, The Punisher, I don't see them needlessly slaughtering civilians. Right. Okay. Like the anti bit is they would kill the villain, right? They what would, about Rorschach? Rorschach? Did he kill civilians? I don't quite remember. He killed. He didn't kill civilians like flat out, but he did kill people who it was questionable or not whether they were guilty or. Oh, uh, well, there's like a gray line with the watchman. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very gray. Yeah. Or the comedian. <laughs> the comedian. Uh, I would say he's I a guess bad it, guy it too. It would be a better. A I better mean, he, example. Was it? I think oh. I think the comedian would be a better a comparable example. Yeah. Other than Rorschach, because like again. He 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 was one of the few people who saw what that game that they were playing actually was, and he was like, "All right, well, I can't do anything to change it. Just might as well go all in." Yeah, see, that makes that makes me think that he's a little bit to the right of an anti-villain. If that makes any sense, on well, anti-villain, anti-hero, because he's like killing pregnant chicks, yeah, and like knocking them up. And I don't, I don't picture. I feel as though anti-hero, especially they know what they know the world, right? They're very woke. But they're mm-hmm. they're aware of of this slog that heroes and villains go through, but they choose to do right on their own terms. So it's it's like a ends justify the means type right. of thing, right? Right. They because like comedian, he he knew what was happening. He knew everything was a damn joke, and he kind of gave up on it. He didn't do anything yeah. to stop it. He just like, what's the point of stopping it? It's like mm-hmm. the crow, but at least uh, the crow is uh-huh. a little bit more active than the comedian. I feel <laughs> you know he actually did things. But everyone would get depressed around him or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's that's super, that Batman. I do see where you're coming from where he is uh you can label him easily as a villain. What do you think? Um, I I, I think I, I, I would agree with you just because, you know, he does kill although in in his mind the ends do justify the means. Anything to get Superman's attention. Yeah. If it if it meant blowing up a museum full of innocent people then so be it yeah uh, <laughs> cracking jokes it's often yeah correct jokes. <laughs> i laughed at that to be honest i'm just like <laughs> it was fucked up my mouth was open i was like what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> i like this hat too uh, yeah his little um fucking what is it snow uh, hat, snowman's hat or whatever <laughs> right and he had didn't he have the ears too coming the ears the, the ears through? poking through that's yeah. so funny <laughs> it was cool yeah I, I like the way that that they 
they uh, figure out the way to be bat- to be Superman, you know, and mimic the the conditions of of his home planet to make him an ordinary an ordinary person. Yeah, and then just beat the shit out of him using your superior kung fu techniques. <laughs> very Russian, very Russian yeah. kung fu technique. I love that part as much as I love Superman. Like you need to get taken down a peg, my dude. Yeah, just... a reality check. Right, right. That was the one thing where it was like kind of pissing me off with Wonder <laughs> Woman's character. Really, you yeah. didn't like her as well, you know, Russian Wonder Woman, <laughs> or no? Well, she wasn't really Russian Wonder Woman. She was right. just like, like Wonder Woman was always open minded to the to the man's world. You know, she didn't need a, a beacon of hope that mm. what she thought Superman represented in this movie or yeah. in the story. And then where when Batman fucks up Superman, she's all like, "Men are terrible" and stuff like that. No, he says, "Like, well, this is humanity's world," and, and she said, "Humanity or man's world." And then she, huh. she goes throughout like the whole movie trying to explain that in one in Themyscira they don't they don't like squabble like we do in in man's world, you know? Right. But then I'm I'm thinking like, is it because you're all women or is it because you're all magical creatures? <laughs> you're all goddesses, basically, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> like what? What? Okay. I I understand that the world you're presented to isn't to your liking. I, I get that 100. percent Right. But are you completely not factoring the fact that they made they fucking your mom? forged you out of out of clay and then zeus gave life to you like is, is that not like, something <laughs> that's, you think that's, about that's like, a sunday morning for them you know it, <laughs> yeah like that shit doesn't happen over here you know <laughs> like right oh okay yeah i don't that like, seems like a year one wonder woman you know just it does just figuring it out and just kind of judging people before really knowing what the fuck's going on exactly exactly but, but yeah but like i felt like she was too like too judgy. Yeah. It, like too 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 ready to blame whatever <laughs> issue was going on on the dude. Right. I like, do remember that scene. That was a weird scene. I don't know if you got a chance to watch the Wonder Woman animated movie. Which one? Cuz there's I, a oh, I don't remember. It's the it just says Wonder Woman and <laughs> she it, which is like her origin. Yeah, right. Exactly. She yeah, doesn't use a sword one. and yeah and and she was like that at the beginning of the movie, you know, the judgy, judgmental. She doesn't really know what's happening in man's world, but all she's known is what she's read and what she's taught yeah. in history and yeah. all that stuff. And then she's shown Trevor, you know, almost dies for her. And then she's, oh, maybe all men are not that bad. So it, yeah. it's a shame that they did that with with Wonder Woman is that she can't see. She's, she's more in that year one phase, you know, she doesn't really know, but she's still judgy. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like if if they would have flushed out the her character a little more instead of just just uh, dealing with or staying with what her her initial thoughts on humanity were, kind of like limited limited or put a little stink on that character for me. Like, so Wonder Woman is supposed to be that that personification the personification of of yeah we're fucking terrible but you know at least we try better you know at least we there is some good in us and that's what she's supposed to see not just the terribleness that's that's happening right. uh immediate in her vicinity like in my immediate place this looks like a gulag exactly. all men must be from gulags <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Right. I would have. Right. I would have liked. I would have liked to her with her to have a conversation with um, Lois Lane. 
Right, right. They never do meet, do they? No. She's always no, just not kind in, of there. Yeah, not in this. Because, like, when Superman meets Lois Lane, again, with the same party fucking lines and shit like that. <laughs> like, oh, your you're, you're people have... There's there's poor people and all that stuff. And then when he's presented with uh, an alternative an alternative reality to what he knows, then he's he is willing to to you know change his mind be it good or bad depend it all depends on what way you see it but i feel like hey you know you know lois lane has always been the straight shooter so why not have her meet with with lois lane yeah at the very least you know yeah especially knowing that uh <laughs> they went with the the storyline where lex luther became president yeah <laughs> They those uh, bastards. They did it. <laughs> they, they did they it. Did. They fucking did it. <laughs> right. So, yeah. we, in the one-offs, because this isn't part of the DCEU. Right. DCAU. Yeah. So out of all the one-offs, what do you? Where would you rank this? One? Um, like um, I'd do it in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. It's it does approach a different way how superman is you know communist mm-hmm. superman and how he sees the world through his eyes and how the world's changing and how he's just remaining stagnant and i do like that philosophical discussions and those different perspectives but i do feel like it's at a cost of character development in a way yeah just like you yeah. said with wonder woman and lois and there's, there's these characters that you do want them to have those conversations but they never really meet wonder woman is kind of a wet napkin <laughs> kind of character. She's <laughs> there and then she's not there. And then like, and it's obvious. But the, another thing is that it's obvious. She found the Soviet union first because she's wearing the colors, right? That's true. They, they, they reflect the nation. She finds the ambassador of Themyscira. So she should have more of a sense of what's going on, but and, and they don't do that because I feel yeah. it just, it's for the comic book. Cause isn't this exactly like the comic book to a degree? Yeah. I mean, I feel like they did the they did not do Wonder Woman justice. Only well, not only, but including that, where if she was like a, like a legit Wonder Woman, not to not to say that she wasn't, because this was a it was her, but just a different story. Right. That she would have figured out um, that Brainiac was behind everything. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been it would have been a big showdown between her and Superman. Maybe some of the Green Lanterns, but. Yeah. I feel like her her just being who she is, she would have been able to to sense that the way that um Superman is behaving isn't uh indicative of who he was or when when they met. Right. Cuz this 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 story starts off in what like the 30s or some shit and it goes all the way up to the the I want to say 80s, right? Does it the 30s though? I think so. Isn't it like Thirties. Uh, Stalin was still Stalin, alive. right? <laughs> oh, just right, 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 right. Because he, he lived. He didn't. Right, right. Yes, yes. He died I believe so. Fifty something. So right. That's he true. goes from. I think it goes. I think it starts off with him and with Superman in the thirties, just because he was a little kid. Yeah. And then it goes to, I think it. I think it goes to either the the late seventies or early eighties. Yeah. Yeah. I want to so say. There, yeah. Yeah, so there's a significant amount of time where you could be like, his characteristics have changed dramatically ever since he started uh, listening to to Brainiac. Yeah, 
Yeah, but who keeps who keeps the <laughs> like just who keeps Brainiac around? It's like keeping an Ultron drone around, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, but it's it's true. Why would you trust this alien thing? And wholeheartedly, actually, isn't doesn't he just always follow, or he always yeah. agrees with this thing? Yeah, yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true. He he uses it. He's basically that's his second man, right? His right hand man, <laughs> second in command. But it, it was interesting seeing uh, seeing Brainiac as the main villain. Like I would, I would imagine, I would wonder when we're ever going to see a Superman uh, with a Brainiac villain in the live action film. Oh yeah, that would that would be pretty crazy, and it's doable. Right, other it, than Galactus it, it, is not really. It's kind of difficult, giant dude in space. It's <laughs> just how do you how do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> but Galact- but- he literally eats planets. Yeah, what the fuck are you gonna do? <laughs> how like go for his toes? Like I don't, I don't know how. But Brainiac is an alien invasion, right? And he's taking yeah. his planets and putting, shrinking them down. Oh, not planets, cities, and he's cities, shrinking them down. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was interesting. I would, I would, and it was cool that they he he shrank. Was it Moscow or Leningrad or which one was it? I think it was, I think it was Leningrad. <laughs> like three Leningrad? variations of the same. Yeah. Different eras. It's like Stalingrad, Leningrad, Stalingrad, St. Petersburg. <laughs> I think it was Leningrad. Was it? Leningrad. Yeah, was it Leningrad? Because Stalin was, wasn't super. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leningrad. Oh, man. Um, I don't, did you, do you know what Solar Opposites is? Oh no! Is that the one? It's uh, oh, I do actually. Why did I say no first? <laughs> but it's is that the Rick and Morty people? Yeah, the Justin Roiland. Oh, how is it? I, I it's, see it. It's good, you know. You, <laughs> Question like, mark. Not to talk. Well, just not to talk the shit about um, like Rick and Morty and and the creators and stuff like that. But you watching. Watching Solar Opposites because it is, I think it's solely a Justin Roiland uh, production. I don't mm. think Dan Harmon has anything to do with it. Oh, really? Huh. So you look at it, you watch it, and then you're you start thinking, okay, who is actually the 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 brains behind the operation? Because uh-huh. it's not. I don't think it's as as witty and as clever as um, Rick and Morty. In what way? What makes you well, like turn? Is it turn off at this point? Is it? <laughs> it's not a turn off. It's fun and, and it's um entertaining mm-hmm. without a doubt. It's funny. Uh, it has its moments, but you look at Rig and Morty, and what I I constantly think about was um when they're jumping realities and they go to a place that's a uh, that's a uh, it's people ordering pizza and then it's pizza ordering people <laughs> and it's chairs ordering pe- it's chairs ordering phones I love- and then it's, <laughs> it's phones ordering so it's it's like ordering you don't get that yeah something. you don't get that you don't get that type of shit you know in, in solar opposites as like you did in, in Rick and Morty so what do we get in solar opposites um, instead of that very very good writing of science. <laughs> Okay, so there is spoiler. So there's like this whole subplot mm. where some of the one of the alien kids, he basically shrinks people and then makes them live in his like this habitat habitat trail that he has in the wall. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible, but that's more interesting. That story, that that B story that's running throughout the whole series, is more interesting than the actual show. 
what is the actual show about? Then? It's the show is a group of, of aliens. They, I guess they crash land on Earth. And then they're basically, all right, so this is, happens 25 years later, whatever bullshit they're living there. The, the children are like going to high school and worrying about social media stuff and shit like that. And right. the parents, the, the, not the parents, but the two older aliens, they're trying to you know live their, their lives and stuff like that without... I guess without ever mentioning, well, they mentioned that they're aliens, but without that ever being like a a big, a big factor, right? You know, like like it's it's literally the like a, a family of aliens live move into your next door, uh, in, next door, and you basically just go about your life. Right? <laughs> and nothing happened. <laughs> so, well, huh? That's interesting. I mean, the. I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm a little boggled now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's I mean, really it. That that they just yeah, live their lives next door. Yeah, they they come they came with a mission to terraform. Oh, but I guess they just didn't get around to it. So they're like one of the one of the 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 aliens uses some technology they have to see which which of their neighbors like them. Oh. Um, so it's 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 funny. I'm I'm not doing it justice without without a doubt. But you know, it's not like the 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 at the level of, of I say new not nuisance. Uh, the level of ingenuity, maybe. Guess oh that's yeah, the right word. That, yeah. that like the the show mm-hmm. that got them famous for Rick and Morty. You know, it sounds not very to sitcommy that, to me. It is. It is very very sitcommy. Right, at least I mean, Rick and Morty was sitcommy to a degree, but it was always rooted in the science and the jokes, mostly yeah, the science. Yeah. You know, the weird, the phone and the chairs and the humans, like <laughs> a Brazilian with half black or something like that. No, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And it sounds like it's leaning more towards sitcom rather than, like you said, with the shrinking dude. That sounded way more interesting than like, hey, there's these it, aliens it, worrying about who they're dating. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it, it's a lot more interesting the storyline that they have with the them essentially kidnapping people and making them live in a in a hamster habitat <laughs> habitat habit habit trail that they have in their in their wall. Oh goodness! <laughs> I yeah. see many people running around. <laughs> it's it's I would I would I would recommend watching it at least a couple episodes to see if if it's something that you might actually want to to. So it's dedicate because there's two seasons. So if okay, if you, cool. If you wanted to, there's there's plenty for you to watch. But if you don't, then you know it's it's nothing. I would have expected more. Right. You know, not to say that it's uh that I expected a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Since it's Dan Harmon's not there, it feels like Dan Harmon was that juice. Yeah, and when you look at with the shit that Dan Harmon's done, your Community, Community is fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> too um, close to home. Too for close us. to home. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I was I, w- I w- my whole time going to um to PCC, I just wanted like a school, this giant school pimp-off paintball fight. <laughs> for priority registration of all things or or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Name library something, after me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> something that makes it more interesting. Yeah. 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 So I'm looking at uh Dan Harmon's filmography. He's done like a lot of a lot of stuff that it's um like you have to be in the know. Like a lot of underground shit. 
Mm. Like obviously Rick and Morty, Community, those are two are probably of his biggest uh, things. Yeah. Laser Fart, Computer Man. Um, um <laughs> not familiar. He with did that. He did that one show where it was essentially uh, they were playing Dungeons and Dragons and they just animated it. Oh, I do remember that. I do remember him reading off freaking weird ass scenes and they're animating it. Or something like <laughs> yeah. That. Yeah. So it's it's like he he you know the type of shit that he does and it's it's like quirky quirky but at the same time genius. Yeah. I I do like his writing style especially when it comes to the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. A lot of his uh, see with Rick and Morty it really gives the opportunity to explore worlds and explore the jokes in a way. Right? To get to point A point B how do you get from there is up to you. You can go through a portal. You can go through a cave shaped like a butt. Like it just, it's yeah. it, it lends credence to that variation. But when it comes to at least what you're telling me about Solar Opposites, it doesn't really have that that arc, that circle of heroes journey. S. It's just very sitcommy. Right? Yeah, it's it, it is there. There is like this underlying, um, like the mission I told you that they they came here to to basically terraform, like terraform Earth. Us, and right. that. But that really isn't that hasn't played much of a factor so far. I don't know if they're maybe stretching that, <laughs> you know, or or whatever. But it's not, you know, it's like oh, okay. They do tease it because they have like this little slug thing that's supposed to be like a baby or something. Uh-huh. And they're saying that this thing is going to destroy all of humanity or every living thing or whatever. You know, they they build it as like some sort of. Um, uh, you know, a, uh, civilization-ending machine or whatever. You know, weapon. Yeah. But they, it never really does anything. It oh. does do some, some, some like minor crazy shit when you start thinking like, "What the fuck is this thing gonna do?" It's <laughs> <laughs> in the room. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. There's a. There's a. <laughs> there's a scene where they tell the 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 little pupa because that's what it. That's what they call it. A, the pupa. A pupa. A pupa? Yeah, it's a oh, pupa. Huh. Let me show, let me send you a pic. So you know. <laughs> a they pupa. say they tell him they tell him to go run and hide, and then he just runs to his bed, to a bed, and gets under the covers with two guns, just pointing. <laughs> are they like, are they like human guns or are they laser yeah, pistols? Yeah, like legit, like a, he has a revolver. Oh, what? The heck? <laughs> so it, it kind of like they drop some stuff that make it seem like. Like there's bigger things to come, uh-huh. but it's it hasn't really gone anywhere so far. There's not really a payoff. They kind of just not built yet, towards no. it. Oh, inter- that's interesting. So I just sent you a video. You can see the the the, the thumbnail where he's holding a gun. Oh <laughs> my gosh, he looks terrified. Papa <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so kills. It's... Oh my gosh, is this a spoiler? No. Oh, who not. he kills? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, he just has this point. I love that the revolver is super detailed for some reason. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's great. So, so I feel like the show, you know, it, it it's missing some of that the that new song, the nuisance, the nuisance, nuisance, uh, nuance. I think nuance. There you go. That's right. the word. <laughs> some of the nuance that that uh, you would come to expect from you know Justin Roiland, especially uh, especially him coming off of uh, being co-creator. Right, he's co-creator of uh, yeah. Rick and Morty. Yeah, yeah. So being co-creator, but then uh, again, it makes me think. So, is it just a Royland the brains behind it, or is it Dan Harmon? 
Yeah, I feel like Dan had the idea, like the story and all, yeah. and Justin kind of yeah. gave life to that with his portrayals of him because he he voices Rick and Morty. He voices fucking everybody. Right. Well, yeah, he voices everybody, and it's and it's not only a good business deal because you know you're paying your friend, and he's gonna voice everybody, and he can. Mm-hmm. But he also yeah. he brings them to his performances as you know the title characters feel very different to each other, and it feels they, like yeah. he's a talent, the the talent behind you know world. I mean, without a doubt, he is a very talented uh, actor. You know, he he's able to. Like you say, differentiate both of the the characteristics of, of of the title characters very very well. You know, one where you know Rick is this overconfident uh, blowhard essentially, yeah. And <laughs> Morty is this timid little bitch. And he's able to, <laughs> to portray that exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, it, I totally recommend Solar Opposites for a, you know watch when you don't have much to do. Just give it a little spin well and, it's not a, it's not on dvd anymore so just give it click <laughs> the play button and you'll be able to enjoy and it, it's fun it's it's a fun show i'm not gonna like just totally shit on it, it, it it's very it's fun the the b storyline is gonna grab you if you do decide to watch and uh it's 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 it's, it's like one of the the shows like archer right where you just you watch it and there's like all these things you 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 pick up on, and then you rewatch it again, and then there's so much more you pick up on, <laughs> and and then it, it it just it has some some characters you like, some characters you don't like, and is it's just a fun background show, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like when it comes to Archer, I I I can't think of characters that I don't like, in that. That's true. Like Barry, uh, maybe, but he was—it yeah, was kind of give I, and take. Like he slept with his wife, and it's like, <laughs> okay, Barry, you're in the right right now. Yeah. Which Archer's coming back, right? I, I see it. Really I believe so. I started rewatching the the series on Hulu, and it says after at the beginning of every show, Archer returns August twenty some twenty six. I think. How long has that show been going? Since two thousand, let's see, season one. 2010. Oh, so a good part of a decade. Yeah. Wow. Season 12, yeah, August 25th, 2021. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Jessica Walter's last season. Really? Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I'm sad now. I mean, she died. It's not like... Who's that again? Know. Oh, right. Fucking <laughs> hell. Who yeah. that again? It's wow. Mallory. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm so bad. <laughs> I'm so bad you're, with names. You're waxing poetically of how sad you felt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, him as her and Millhouse. A uh, Millhouse. Mill Not Millhouse. God, who am Woodhouse. I thinking? Woodhouse, thank you. <laughs> Woodhouse. Yeah. How They're did gone. how did they uh play him off? Woodhouse? What I think I think they said that I don't remember. I do remember seeing them have like a funeral for his character on yeah. the show. Yeah. But I don't remember how they, they said that he died. But was it like I'm, cocaine I'm, filled? <laughs> was it cocaine? Maybe, probably heroin. <laughs> heroin, he right? He was he's just hero, heroin I am, filled. I am on season five, uh-huh. and uh, this is the Archer Vice one. Oh, when they, have, they have to sell the cocaine, right? And I could tell that they switched out the Woodhouse character. So I'm thinking maybe the actor who played Woodhouse by this point was already ill, right? Or he had retired. 
Oh, okay. Is but it... you can tell it's it's, it's, oh, it's a different tell. voice. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a, you can tell. Man, Archer Archer was dope. It's, it's got to be one of the top ten, right? Yeah, it, most definitely. It's it's really it's really out there. It's it's not out there in terms of it sucks, but it's one of those animated shows where like, wow, I can't stop watching. I just yeah, it's it's so um so like you say wild in its creativity. Right, right. In in the sense, the same as uh, Rick and Morty. So wild in its creativity. Yeah. And I think like with Solar Opposites, it's missing that element. Yeah, it's so, like, to to really have, especially like now where. Everything is so good. You you want a show that would it's will it's um it's worth your time. You know, right. I'm not saying that 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 the show isn't, but it's like you have you have so much competition where you would want you would imagine you'd want every edge you, you could possibly get to attract as many viewers as, as you can. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it takes the risks like most like TV shows like Archer and Loki and like Bad Batch, for example, or the animated mm-hmm. shows, it feels like their structure takes more risks because not only is it a TV medium, it's, it's a TV medium, right? You can take the risk yeah. if you want. It's not like a movie where. Yeah. And plus it's animated. Right. That's so you could do, you could take whatever risk you can and just multiply it. Hmm. It seems like right. the risk does kind of bleed through the surface, but it doesn't really. It doesn't take the shining moment like it does. Like the picture you sent me is hilarious. I want to know more about it. <laughs> but that's the B plot, or that's a plot that's not the main plot. Yeah, I mean, eventually, Event- I, I, yeah, you slower. can't drop something. Yeah, you can't drop something that big and be and never ever go back to it. Again. <laughs> or just just you know just mention it on on a pass. Right. So I would imagine as if the the series continues then it it would like they would be forced to to discuss or to talk to to do more about the 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 plot of the little people destroying all, all <laughs> humanity or some shit, you know. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. What's uh what's Willy's Wonderland? Oh wait, that's me. Never mind, I wrote that down. Where? <laughs> so, okay, so this oh, is... Oh, yeah, what is, is Willis Wonderland? Yeah, it's, this is a discussion that people have been having since the dawn of time, since uh, the first caveman crawled out of his, his cave <laughs> and uh, the light shined upon them. The question was asked, Nicholas Cage, good or bad? Nicholas um, Cage, yeah. good or bad? <laughs> What stirred this on? First of all, I want to know: Were you okay. like sitting in the shower, or it's like is Nicolas no. Cage so, bad? Or Willy's Wonderland mm. is a movie starring Nicolas Cage, and okay. it's essentially a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, okay. It's on Netflix, right? It's, uh, there's like this this low rent Chuck E. Cheese in the middle of nowhere that has uh, animatronic animals that kill people. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, Nicolas Cage's character is hired as a night janitor to clean up the place, but he turns out to be a total badass. Mm. And he's completely mute. He doesn't say anything. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got me. So it's it's it, it's it, it's a good it's a fun watch. You know, like uh, like Friday night, get yourself some something to munch on while you're watching it and just roll back because the movie's bad it's a terrible movie <laughs> but it's it's right. it's that it's terrible to the point where it's awesome okay 
So for so example, like, all right, for example, is um, like, let's see, what's another bad movie that's just awesome? <laughs> uh, uh, what is a bad? Starship movie? Troopers. Right, that that actually popped my head. Get out of my head. <laughs> that was the first thing I was thinking about. Starship Troopers is a terrible movie, but it's awesome. Right, it has it has its cult following, you know. And yeah. this is very, very much like that, where it's the script isn't all that great. the 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 concept is played out. It it uses a lot of um, jump scares to to scare people, Ugh, but nice. it's just it's so fucking awesome. Just how how he goes about just cleaning this place up, and then there's a group of uh, I said teenagers that try to save him. But uh-huh. he refuses because he's he's having too much fun fucking animatronic animal animatronics up, uh-huh. and it, it 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 evolves it to like this whole where like the guy who owned the place was some sort of merc, like a serial killer. He killed a bunch of people and all that stuff, and, the, and he hired a. a... Oh, sorry, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> he hired a, he hired a bunch of um a bunch of other people who to who were also, like, murdering people and shit like that. And then when right. the cops finally, finally uh, got the drop on them, they killed e- each other in a, in a satanic ritual. It's just and so trans- much already. <laughs> yeah, trans- transferred, their, <laughs> transferred their souls into the, the animatronic animals that they have there. <laughs> so, like, they have a weasel, they have a, a giraffe, and they have, like, like a... Like, was it a giraffe? I don't know, maybe a giraffe, but... They have like a bunch of these uh, these creatures there that the 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 former employees right uh, souls invaded or lived took up possessed there on the store right <laughs> residents yeah and and I guess they have like agreement with the town oh the town's into they, this the, too <laughs> yeah the town like do they sacrifice like, yeah oh exactly. my gosh exactly. they, 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 sac- they sacrifice people to the to the Willy's Wonderland. Oh, it's a, and... it's, a, it's 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 fucked. It's pretty fucked up, but it's it's a dope movie. Well, what did they get so in like return it. then? Did they get a harvest or some sort of evil thing well, or they, not killed? <laughs> okay, so, yeah, okay. that's what they got. They got because they thought they had originally thought that um, maybe by closing it down or or uh, demolishing the place. Then they'd be able to move on as a as a community, but it turns out that the the monsters were getting out and killing people. Oh, so they decided to like every now and then a drifter comes by, and then they just sacrifice them to the to the 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 Wonderland gods. Oh. <laughs> this is crazy. I it's, do want to watch it now. <laughs> it's insane, man. That that queue of yours is just getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> but back to your question: good or bad? Good or bad, exactly. Nicholas Cage. I feel like it's both. Both. I mean, you, it sounds like it's so bad, it's good because it's so uh, it's so invested in its <laughs> its a subject matter. But overall, Nicholas Cage as an actor—that's <laughs> the big question. I started I started thinking about it because like, uh-huh. you have movies like Face Off and The Rock, Leaving right. Las Vegas, right? Con Air. Arizona, Con, Con Air. Air. <laughs> You know, and then you have the Wicker Men and the bees, not the bees. <laughs> Drive angry, fucking. Um, you know he he has uh, like is 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 there a, is is there an actor that's so polarizing, as, as, as that is as polarizing as Nicolas Cage, right? 
where he does he because he's won an Oscar, right? Has he really? I think he I'm has. Like, I'm not a, like a... he's he's won. Let's see. I'm on his IMDb honors and nominations. Honors for his contribution is indexed to the Hollywood Walk of Fame with motion picture star located in okay blah blah blah. Was awarded an honorary doctorate in fine arts at California State University of Fullerton. He oh. won an Academy Award for Best Actor in his role in the film Leaving Las Vegas in 1995. So he's won. So he was nominated. He not he was nominated for the sec for his second one in 2002 for the film adaptation. Oh, so he's won the Hollywood game. Isn't the Oscars like the biggest thing you could win at that point? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> he he gets, he shows that he has the acting chops. But he chooses not to and do movies like Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. Well, yeah, I mean he's been in the industry for since the mid '80s, right? Right. Because he said '96, so right? So it's yeah, he's been there before that too. Like Valley Girl, he was in Valley Girl, and Valley Girl was in like '80 some shit. Right. Right. So I feel like at, at what point did he say, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna be be me. <laughs> Oh, he's a ghostwriter as well. Yeah, that's Ghost right. It's ghostwriter and national oh, treasure. Yeah. Uh, the Valley Girl came out in 83. Right. Was it so when he won an Oscar? A, no, 95 was when he won an Oscar. Well, when he chose not to, like, like screw it. I, I won. I'll just do whatever I want now. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's got to be sometime after. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be sometime like... <laughs> Like post two thousand, right? Because if he got nominated for adaptation in two thousand two, right, got to be sometime after that, where he just said, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna be me. Do whatever." Like he essentially went. He did the Bill Murray thing, right? Right. right? He, he doesn't read any scripts. He doesn't. Any, he just somebody. He has a phone line somewhere, and somebody calls him up and, and pitches him a movie. <laughs> just shows. <up. laughs> So like okay, so two thousand two right. was adaptation. That's when he was nominated, right? Two thousand three, Matchstick Men. Didn't see it. National Treasure, two thousand four, saw it. Yeah. Lord of War. Saw yeah, I saw it. that. That Weather one's pretty good. Saw it. Oh, the Ant Bully. I didn't see that one. Oh, I didn't see that one. World Trade Center. I think I remember watching the trailer for this, but I don't. <laughs> I don't ever think I ever saw it. World Trade Man. Center. Yeah. Oh, Wicker Man. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, Oh yeah, I do remember seeing the trailer for that. He basically plays like a captain in the New York Fire Department going into the World Trade Center the day of. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Grindhouse, Ghost Rider, Werewolf, Woman of the SS. What? Next. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just reading off what he what he's kick ass. Oh right, right. He was Big Daddy. He was in kick, he was Big Daddy. Drive Angry. That one was stupid. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Drive Angry is basically he gets sent to hell. All right, you, I'm done. His, I'm, 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 I'm done already. He, he has to escape to save his daughter. Oh, so where does the driving? Does he have to race the devil with the or something? He's pissed. Oh, so <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. It don't, and Amber Heard is in it. Oh, oh, I see. So let me read you the one page, the one sentence synopsis <laughs> on IMDb. A vengeful father escapes from hell and chases after the man who killed his daughter and kidnapped his granddaughter. 
Oh, so his, his daughter's dead already. So it's the granddaughter. Yeah, oh, okay. It's the granddaughter. What the fudge? What the fudge, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 something that us as a film buffs or whatever the proper term is, we have to come to terms with. You know, is Nicolas Cage a good or a bad actor? Right. I tend to go with the he's a good actor. Right. It's just like you can't, first of all, winning an Oscar, it, that should be enough argument, you know? Yeah. You, you're, they have, the, they, don't get me wrong, the Academy is pretty much just as corrupt as of an organization as they come. But <laughs> if they're willing to give uh, uh, Nicolas Cage an Oscar, then I, I get the sense that maybe he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, I I agree. It's a lot of he does a lot of movies that are fairly bad, mm-hmm. but he's a person who's so into the role where it becomes good, and because he's like Willy's Wonderland, you've been telling me, it seems like he was really in, into that role, and it seems like he was enjoying himself. So it seems that he approaches this line of work, immerses mm-hmm. himself in the role. And in that way, it elevates the movie to some degree of watchability. Yeah, that's true. Like even even if Willy's Wonderland, maybe without Nick Cage, then I probably wouldn't have liked Willy's Wonderland as much as I did. Yeah. Just like you have Nick Cage in general has some sort of uh, charisma he brings to his and every of his characters. Like yeah, I remember, did you you remember reading a couple weeks ago where? Um, Seth Rogen was saying that uh, <laughs> that for the Green Hornet, they uh, Nick Cage wanted to be the villain, but he wanted to play it as a white Jamaican dude. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I haven't, but I can totally see. <laughs> so he's he's just like he does his he's marching at the beat of his own drum. Right, right. <laughs> and who no and who the fuck is gonna tell him to stop? Because at least he's making some entertaining entertaining um, movies. Yeah. Somebody somewhere is is enjoying whatever th- th- this man does. Yeah, it's uh, it's like Adam Sandler, right? Like yeah, Adam Sandler does these stint of horrible movies, uh, entertaining, entertaining movies right. where it's like, okay, it's funny and sometimes it's not. And then he does Uncut Gems, and he yeah. gets critical acclaim like out of nowhere, yeah. and he goes back to doing shitty movies. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's, it feels like that's. It's someone who can immerse himself in the role, and Nick Cage does a great job doing that. That's true, yeah. I mean, and and, it, and essentially, that's what a good actor does. They emerge themselves into a role so much that it, it doesn't distract. It only lends to to making a better role or a better film. Yeah. You know, like, you take Daniel Day-Lewis, and apparently that dude is legit into being an actor. Mm. Well, maybe not anymore, but back in the day, he was. You know, Gary Oldman, all these people who who take their craft so seriously that it may or may not be a pleasure to work with them, mm-hmm. but you learn so much from them, and they they transcend their performance in, in whatever role that they that they that they have at the time. You know, right? Exactly. So maybe the 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 answer to this Nicolas Cage, <laughs> good or bad, is it, maybe he's both. Yeah. Good when he wants to be and bad when he wants to be. Yeah, and he, who actor has control over their performances like that? 
where they it's like um, a switch where they can be good <laughs> if they want they can be bad if they want they can be both if they want you know that's true that's true that's very true so it's this is a debate that's gonna, <laughs> it's an age-old question on. yeah <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna live on forever um so it's it's <laughs> it's just an interesting because like you see you see this man you pick a random movie that he's made and you look at it and you're like this motherfucker is insane but then you see another <laughs> movie and you're like this dude is a really good actor right <laughs> so like it's it's so baffling to be to it's not like brad pitt where you could decisively say that brad pitt's a good good actor Right. It's not like Gary Coleman, where you could say Gary, not Gary Coleman, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, you yes. You say that Gary Oldman <laughs> is, a, is a legit good actor. Right, right, or, right. Or you take, um, I'm trying to think of a bad actor now. Uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg? I mean. Mark Wahlberg, exactly. Right. Every role he is just Boston. <laughs> just a Boston. He's a variation of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> just Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg as Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Vin Diesel. Oh, Vin Diesel's another one. Leave or... Vin Diesel alone. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I was just like or, Iron Giant, but he's just. Yeah, I mean, you you look at his movies, and some I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and just you know bash him because some are entertaining. You know, the the first Triple X was fun. Right. The right. first 20, 20 uh, Fast and Furious movies. Or however many the fuck they're they're at now. Family. It's all about family. Um, family. Do you have any interest in watching the new one? Nope. Nah, yeah, not at all. I the only Fast and Furious I've ever watched was the first one when they're trying to steal a uh, a a truck of VCR combos, <laughs> VCR TV <Yeah>. combos, <laughs> and it's not even a full truck. Watch the scene, and oh. it's barely like four or six or something. Yeah. You you look back and how have the times have changed? <laughs> like who would who would go through such links to steal a twenty five percent full of a semi truck full of VCR combos, VCR TV combos? Right, right. That's that's not. <laughs> oh yeah. man! And like the FBI world was on them, wasn't it? That's this huge <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's these street racers stealing. <laughs> Now they're going to space. So, oh Jesus, yeah. I mean, like that's that's a movie. I think that's a franchise that should have died a long time ago. <laughs> Definitely after Paul Walker, Paul Walker's death. Right, that's true. Or you don't, you don't. But at the same time, I, I guess he he had to give Vin Diesel his props because basically on his own, he's willed each and every single one of these movies to make three hundred million dollars. <laughs> He really has. I, I don't know if he's yeah. pitching these actual stunts. Like, it would be cool if, you know, we went to space or something. Like, oh, it's like, <laughs> um, I did. I do remember when the seventh, I think it was, seventh, sixth. Uh, one of the, one of, well, I was listening to an interview with, uh, I'll say Ludacris. And they were saying that every, every time they make a new uh, Fast and Furious movie, they basically have to do. They they sit sit around and just think about ways to top the one before. <laughs> oh my and god! I, I guess I guess they're at part they're at the part where they're going to space in this one. I think you could do more. Go do more. Drive into a volcano, <laughs> or that's something it. like that. That's it. Just drive it into a volcano. <laughs> drive into a volcano and do donuts on the rim or something like that. <laughs> 
Go to the Marine. Was it the deepest point? The Marinara Trench. Trench? Oh, God, that's sauce. Yeah. <laughs> then something's Trench. Trench. Yeah. Drive race there. Down there. Race go down there. <laughs> Drag race in Mars. <laughs> Time <we> travel. <laughs> Something happens. An engine explodes full of Nas and it breaks the time the time continuum they're in space and the, they, they never knew that the, the nitrous and zero gravity make some sort of time warp <laughs> and blast them into space it's <laughs> into, just, into back, it's in time. back in time and it's like there are model T's and I don't know where a freaking Camaro drives through yeah. a portal <laughs> but the funny thing would be nobody reacts <laughs> It's, it's, oh, it's another Tuesday. Oh, it's a uh, Toretto. That's <laughs> just no one by name. <laughs> oh, shit, it's uh, Dom. Dom. It's Dom, right? Right. That's his the familiar. <laughs> it's him, but in, like old timey whimey. He meets his ancestor. <laughs> Screw it. He meets his ancestor. Meets his ancestor. <laughs> and it's like he's actually repairing a Model T, and it's like he's street racing with Model T's. <laughs> he's, he's street racing with horse and buggy. <laughs> He's barely they're barely working on the mod, on his model T. He's like, this is gonna change the this is gonna change the landscape, I'm telling you. <laughs> and everybody's calling crazy, shit like that. <laughs> then the, the Camaro pops out. Like woo, it's like a commercial. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Wasn't wasn't there a Dodge commercial a few years ago for like uh Fourth of July or something like that? Oh, where and they had presidents right? fucking muscle cars. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like the British were advancing yeah. or something, and then out of nowhere, yeah. over the horizon, a fucking Dodge Challenger <laughs> with the American flag. Oh my gosh! Yeah. With Washington, right? Washington, exactly. But it's a historic, historically accurate Washington, right? They took the time to dress up this dude to look ex- almost exactly like George Washington. George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To to fucking repel the British. In our muscle cars, right? They have they have muskets. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, it's the Camaros. There's three of them. They're all just scattering over the- zero to sixty in less time than it takes them to reload their blunderbuss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's terrifying being a Brit <laughs> to like just uh, see cars go over. What are we talking about? What are we- <laughs> <laughs> um. So we saw uh, Mortal Kombat earlier this year. Yeah. The HBO Max. Is there any video game to film adaptation movie that you actually like? That I actually liked. Does Detective yeah. Pikachu count? <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. Well, yeah, I guess it does because Pokemon technically was a video game first, right? Right. Yeah. And Sonic. Sonic was pretty good. I you think. saw the, the new one? Yeah, I did. I did. How was it? It's it's not too it's not too bad. I mean, it's you know the CGI and the narrative is there, but ta but um Doctor Robotnik, Drew Carey, no shit, what's his name? <laughs> Drew Carey? No, not, not that um, uh, Pet Detective. Pet Detective. De- you're right, right. Uh, skinny guy. He was Robotnik. I forget his name. I'm so sorry if you ever come across this. I forgot your name. You're like my favorite actor. Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, right, right. He was uh, Jim Carrey. There you go. I said Jim Carrey. Did you say Jim? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you. I did. <laughs> okay, yeah, thank you then. Yeah, Jim Carrey's in there, and he just he's really good in that. 
I mean, that's another actor we want to say good or bad because that dude is all over the place. Right, right. He's, he's done. He's done some wild fucking movies. Yeah, and he's done some really good movies as well. I feel like he's good. I mean, he did. Yeah, you're true. He did Pet Detective back then, and a lot of weird kind of like the Truman Show. Mm. But oh, what is it? Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Spotless Mind. Right. Yeah. That was pretty good. Uh, Truman Dumb Show, Dumber. arguably. Dumb and Dumber? Oh, right, right. That's right. He did Dumb and Dumber. Batman Forever. Oh, right, right. Man. Yeah. Man on the Moon, number 23. Man the Cable Guy. Right, the Cable Guy. A lot of these roles, he was like Nick Cage. He was Big really into the role. Which one? Yeah. What's the other one? Big Ass 2. Oh, right. Colonel Stars and Stripes. Oh, that's right. And he had like this... I didn't recognize him when they, when they showed like the clip of him. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. So like Jim Carrey, he was he played Doctor Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that would that's like perfect casting. Yeah, it it really was. I mean, he was not only was he maniacal, but he was the, to the point where you kind of rooted for him at some times. Okay, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um. So, what about Hitman, the first one that came out in 2007? Hitman. Uh. Oh, I with didn't... Timothy Oliphant. Did right. you not watch it or did you not like it? Right. I watched it and I, I'm a fan of the games, not the new ones because yeah. they're they're very expensive. But yeah, I, I did enjoy it as it is. <laughs> as it is? Right. Yeah. It's it's a movie that I feel tends to get bogged down. A lot of these movies do, of video game mm-hmm. adaptations. They get bogged down in trying to bring the video game world into the movie world without establishing a movie first. Yeah, that's true. But the, you have then you have like movies like Resident Evil or House of the Dead or you know the Silent Hill, where right. you know they're, they blend themselves very easily or they've been able to be adapted very, I don't say good, <laughs> to as, as movies, watchable, you know, like yeah, watchable at the very least watchable movies. Uh, Resident Evil has had what like forty eight movies or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's Resident Evil is a perfect example because the first one was fairly good in terms of it's in the world of Resident Evil and this is kind of a different storyline, but it's still yeah. in the world. And then the second one was a little bit better too. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a little takes credence to the still whole lore and stuff. And then three just goes off the chains, and then four and five and whatever forty eight more yeah. <laughs> go eventually, off the rails. Yeah, I do. I do feel that that eventually they 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 deviate totally from whatever story that the video games have established and kind of just make make up their own shit yeah um i'm seeing like all these fucking video game adaptation movies and i don't think i've seen 10 percent of them yeah it's it feels it feels especially when it comes to resident evil there is i'm all for for deviation right there's a lot Um, of stuff that doesn't translate well into tv or be it film yeah but also, it's you can't get bogged down. I feel in making in making a, ge- a movie about video games. You, you don't want to have those instances where, hey, like in Silent Hill, I, I'm would you watch Silent Hill? Yeah. In Silent Hill, there's a scene where you see Pyramid Head, and Pyramid Head is this iconic monster in Silent Hill, and he gets like five minutes of the screen time, because that's like them nodding at the people who play the game. Hey, this is Pyramid Head. This is what you wanted, but I wanted him to be more organic introduced organically through the narrative rather than just being a Avengers S fan service scene. Mm-hmm. 
Could it could it also be that because we have worse we have such high expectations? That's true. That that's always a possibility. It does it does feel like it'll never be good enough in our head. Yeah, that's true. But then then you get a movie like Warcraft where you know it's gonna be a giant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Just, and I'm not saying that to be to be like to be one hundred percent negative, but like you, you you think of a world, especially a world so expansive like World of Warcraft. It's so it 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 kind of feels like maybe this shouldn't be made into a movie. Right. Right. So you should just right. let it live as it is. Don't, you know, sully it to to all, all the people who um who love and and who love the 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 World of Warcraft uh video games and stuff like that, you know, like I I played it a little bit, but I I've, I've known people who, you know, like especially I think it was not World of Warcraft, but it was Final Fantasy. Right, right. Which is all, all very similar to, to World of Warcraft. Uh, Final Fantasy, was it 11, 7? I don't know. One that was like like very hyped up with some of my, my friends and family members who played it when I was younger. And I never was able to get into it because they're like, oh, we're going to wait around six hours for this monster to pop up so you can get the shield and i'm like what, what? Right, right what do you mean what <laughs> what's going on right you have to farm equipment and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it i feel like those elements won't translate well to to the to a movie and especially just i think that those elements are what the people gravitate to just because that's the way they interact with other people right you know but not like they're doing shit like this on their own. You know, they're, they're, they have uh, a group of people and and they go off and have adventures together. Yeah, and I think the movie will not do that justice. Yeah, it's and it's funny because of Warcraft, especially Warcraft is a game where not only like you said you're social, but it's something that it doesn't very it's 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 a 300 hour plus game right that's that's probably rookie yeah. numbers to other people people are like i have a thousand hours but you can't <laughs> sum that experience up in two. Oh, it's not exactly. that you can't it's a challenge fuck it you know right it's it's you can challenge yourself to make it but you have to be focused in establishing because when i think warcraft i think like lord of the rings and if if warcraft was more akin to lord of the rings where they had more of a, a storyline down Rather than having these events where, hey, this is Horde and Alliance, look at them, then it would yeah. it feel like it would be better. And Sonic does that. Sonic doesn't really have those moments where they look at the camera and they wink, right? It's it's not really. It's a, they are they want to make a storyline, and they for the most part they did pretty well. Okay, I'll, I'll have to watch it. I think it's on HBO Max, so I'll probably if it's so, on yeah. HBO Max, I'll probably watch it, and then we could talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, most uh, next time we record, but I think like there are there are video games definitely that that do lend themselves to to a film adaptation like Hitman. Hitman's a perfect. You could you could do Hitman movies, you know, every fucking two years for from here on out to the rest of to the rest to the end of time. Right. <laughs> I don't know why they haven't done any good ones, or at least the last one that came out, right. Agent Forty Seven, wasn't all that great. Right. Right. Um, but that's a that that's something where it's not as as gigantic as as huge as like a, a World of Warcraft, right? You know, it's it's it's, it's seeing it's um, 
it's off this one organization and then you follow this one agent, you know, and then you could even do agent 14, agent 28, it doesn't have to be the agent from, from the, the, from the video games. Yeah. So it, it lends itself to, to a film adaptation more so than like a Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is so fucking <laughs> immersive and expansive in their in their. It's kind of like weird to everything to refer to as everything now as a universe, but I guess that's what it is. Right. It's re- it really is. I I was asking you questions during where mm-hmm. we were watching. Like, who's this? Who's this? Who's this relationship? Because <laughs> I've I've never played a Mortal Kombat game. I've watched people play, but yeah, you're right. It does have a universe backing it already. Yeah, and a lot of these these do as well. Doom, DOA. You know, I'm watch, I have a, a list of uh, based <laughs> right, video games. That's Doom. Yeah, Doom did do. Yeah, Doom. Mario so, Brothers. Mario Brothers. Oh lord, <laughs> the complete <laughs> left turn. <laughs> yeah, like I don't see. I don't ever see how you could do a Mario a Mario Brothers movie that isn't uh, animated. Because right. like you, you look at those games, and it's like he's bouncing off the walls, like a fucking coked out plumber and shit like that. You know, he fights <laughs> a dragon. No, is is Bowser a dragon? Right, it's a turtle. Or I, some I shit? think what he's like he? both. He both. Yeah, he breathes fire, and he looks like a turtle. I mean, this is so much blasphemy. Probably, I've only played <laughs> the first one. Like, I don't know. I don't know the extensive Mario lore. The Mario. Yeah, I, I think. He's, I, well. A lot it of the Mario like lore is based is based on a uh, Japanese lore. Oh, okay. So he's like, uh, a, I, I think it? I want to say Kappa, Kappa. Yeah, Kappa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah, too. I like, think, a... I think it's based off of a Kappa or something. Oh, like okay. That. Yeah. Again, might be. I'm I'm just talking <laughs> out of my ass. I have no idea. Um, I like. I do like Mario. Uh, Mario sixty four was. I played that a lot when I was a kid. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario Kart. Love it, you know. So it's it's not like I, I I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with the characters. I just I'm just not. Uh, it, it isn't. It doesn't. Re- I don't revolve my life around the the Super Mario universe. <laughs> you don't. No. Yeah, me either. Shocker. I mean, <laughs> like I went to Sega and to the Nintendo when it came to the console <laughs> choice, right? <laughs> but no, cause I'm a little biased with Sonic, so <laughs> it comes with the. Wait, I don't. Now that you mentioned Nintendo, I don't. I don't feel like a lot of their games can be adapted into a movie live action. Mm, like Zelda, no, I mean, have it, a Link or oh, Legend of Zelda. Link, do you think that could be interpreted live action wise? I I could see it as a as a TV show, not a film. Yeah, just just because there's so much in the 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 Ocarina verse. In the not the Ocarina verse, the Zelda verse that mm-hmm. it, to 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 try to focus in on one one hour and a half or two hours, it's not going to do it justice. And like at that point, why even bother? So if you could take the time, and but to be honest, a TV show will makes more sense just because you can't flush out the characters more, you can't develop better story structure, and you can't have everything that make it make it worth the watch. You know, right. unlike a movie. Right, where you you have a set time. It's not like everybody's gonna get the release the Snyderverse treatment later, <laughs> <laughs> later in, uh, in the run. Right, so, right. I I guess at this point I'm at the point where if it's a if it's a movie, if you're trying to make a movie from a video game, a series, 
why bother? You know? Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. It's just it's so difficult for for you as a screen maker, as a not a screen maker, a story maker, and all the fans are just gonna shit on you, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Unless... So if you're gonna if you're gonna make something, like at least have like The Witcher. Right, right. That's a great example. Like it's a it's a Netflix series, and by all intents, of, I haven't seen it, but by every every like review or people I've heard about talking, they say it's pretty good. Yeah, I've watched it. It's good. It's pretty. It's I haven't good. played the games either, at all. But Henry Cavill, that's it. Period. You yeah, so, Henry Cavill. Yeah, that's it. He's there. He's in there. Big Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, right. all. That's all you need. Um. Yeah. I mean, there there really isn't. Uh. At least for me, there really I don't really see a need to. In a world of of superheroes and Fast and Furiouses, I don't really I don't really see a need to to make any more video game movies unless you're trying to do uh, TV shows. Then I'd be uh, behind it just because you have more of a more time to to play with your characters and your stories and stuff like that. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I see. I I say that, but. I there, but there's these movies where it feels like it would be so much easier as a movie. Uh, these g- video game ad- adaptations would feel like it would be better mm-hmm. as a movie. There's one I'm not sure if it's a TV show or a movie. Uh, they're making Modern Warfare Call of Duty. No way. Yeah, they're making that into a movie or a TV show. I I want to say movie more gravitate towards that, but it's basically a war film with yeah. Call of Duty characters in it, right? So how, what could yeah. go wrong in that movie if it's essentially a war movie or uh, or something like uh, like Tom Clancy stuff? They they're very espionage, very John Wickian and it's something that would be easily made into a movie, but for some reason they would probably muddle it all up. I feel like yeah, I, I agree 100% with you, but I feel like um war movies or war anything <laughs> does tend to translate better to film. Yeah. It's, it's, so you take a, an already established uh, story like the Modern Warfare or any of the Tom Clancy uh, video games and you try to adapt that. I feel like it is going to be a little more um, forgiving. Yeah. Just because it's, there's already a cut and paste. Um, <laughs> There's already a, a set in stone story structure for war movies. Right, right. That's you true. can just take take the elements of the the Call of Duty and plug them in, you know, or the Tom Clancy and plug them into that that sequence, into that that structure. But like a game like Dead Space, is it Dead Space? Right, yeah. Right. The, the yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the one where or, there's xenomorphs. Or, oh, not xenomorphs. Yeah. Necromorphs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Then how are you gonna do that in I mean, I guess they kind of did it with one of the Doom movies, but it wasn't really good. Right. It's it's that line, right? It's yeah. A few, even if if Call of Duty movies are easily are easily converted to war movies, I always feel that they would muck it up just because you would introduce they, like Soap or Captain Price, and you want to have let them have their limelight. And I feel like the narrative would get bogged down, perhaps, in that whole fan service thing. Yeah, I mean, I just—it's simple for us because I'm not saying just because we're filmmakers, but we we don't really we're not held rooted in that whole fan service event. Just make a movie, right? Make a movie in that universe and stuff. You don't have to jack me off. Say, hey, this is Captain Price. (laughs) This is soap and stuff like that. Having said that, 
I, I just I, I, I right if they don't if right they don't see these characters right <laughs> I, I don't understand Leroy it comes even if it's a war movie I feel like they would mess it up for some reason I just feel that urge in the back of my head Silent Hill and Dead Space are horror movies in the core yeah right and that's simple on yeah. paper but for some reason there's a creative choice like in Warcraft they made everything CGI and for some reason there's a sexy orc but anyway there's a it's, it gets bogged it's down in that and creative differences. Yeah, there's because orcs are hu- are super buff, right? Yeah. And then there's for some reason this is a main character, so she's like I think she's a hybrid, but for some reason she's all slender and sexy. So yeah. I'm, I'm like, um, okay, but they gave her the orc teeth, so she looks like an orc. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I guess can't you know? be too sexy. Yeah, <laughs> we have to be a little <laughs> bit more accurate in this bitch. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. You know, like. You take a movie like, uh, well, you take a story like uh, the Call of Duty, and we were saying like, if you don't add elements to what made us love these this story, then people are gonna fucking freak out. Yeah. So it's it's like a lose lose situation regardless. So I think like it's it's not just making a a comic book or not a comic book a a video game adaptation. I think or making a bad video game adaptation that people will, will not enjoy, I think is just making one in general. Right. And people won't enjoy it. Right. And with Sonic and Detective Pikachu, it feels like that's the most. I don't want to be, you know, like, yeah. oh, it's never going to happen. Oh, my gosh. But Detective Pikachu and Sonic, you don't, you can just splice them anywhere. It doesn't take too much to bring that character to life. It's true, but then also you have to take into consideration, you know, like Detective Pikachu and and Sonic are basically kids' video games. Yeah, <laughs> that's so an they're they're point. very they're very kid friendly. <laughs> right, to, right, right. Yeah, to to they're they're very uh, film adaptational friendly, if that makes sense. Yeah, especially especially catering to children. You know, children is. There's more children, I think, than there are uh, adults in the. <laughs> they outnumber us. <laughs> yeah, they they outnumber <laughs> us. And then again, the, there's a there's a nostalgic factor. You know, I played um, fuck, I just blanked on the name. Uh, I played I played Pokemon, Pokemon. and I played Sonic. <laughs> right, right. I played right. Sonic when I was a kid, and uh, I, seeing the trailer was like, oh, cool, look, it's Sonic. I, didn't, I haven't seen it, but you know, it's, it still gave me that little rush of nostalgic uh, mem- of nostalgia that when I, when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, you take you take video games like Assassin's Creed. It's a re- very fun movie, but it's so it's so much more than what the movie showed. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's a cool idea, but oh, okay, what's uh, we're going back somewhere now? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But and then again. Um. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, TV show would work so much better. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. It, it just feels like those games, especially a lot of those mature games, now that you bring up the, the fine line, a lot of those yeah. mature games have so much depth. I mean, not That's saying true. that Dr. I'm not Dr. Pikachu, <laughs> Detective Pikachu and Dr. Sonic, Pikachu. but who's, who's going to nitpick Sonic? Like, oh my gosh. Well, other than how he looked at the beginning like this doesn't this that is was, not that in the was lore. just right that was just yeah <laughs> he literally looked like a fucking hairy little midget right <laughs> with human <Terrifying>. teeth <laughs> yeah like, terrifying <laughs> well okay so money no object right 
what video game would you like to be seen into uh, some sort of live action adaptation? As a what medium movie As or a, TV? A movie or TV show doesn't movie matter. Or TV show. Yeah. Uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Mass Effect's one of my favorite games. I wear an N7 hat everywhere I go. I think Joel, you've only seen me with that yep. hat the whole my whole life. <laughs> and yeah, that if it's a space opera, Star Wars S sort of yeah. saga. And if yeah. money's no objection, I could definitely see that as a movie. As a movie. Yeah. Not a TV show. No. Yeah, movie I feel no, and see now you're getting me. <laughs> like a TV yeah. show I can get more seasons and there'd be more room for character development, but Lord of the Rings was able to take those huge books and instill yeah, that lore in three movies. Lord of the Rings is like 27 weeks long. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's a horrible example. <laughs> well, that, that that's, see, and it comes down to era now, nowadays. I don't mm-hmm. feel like a lot of, not kids these days, but the market, especially for sci-fi, you need to get your product out. Right, mm-hmm. you need to grasp at the straws of science fiction without really explaining it, without really establishing it. It's a it's a yeah. space battle. Like who cares? Yeah, you feel like I feel like you have to hit the ground running. There's right. no time to set up. There's no time to set up your lore. Right, or right. Anything like that. I don't know if you watch Independence Day, the new one. I didn't watch the new one. But right. the first one does so much. It's a slow slog because it builds those moments up. Right, and I don't yeah. feel like that kind of movie would really cut it nowadays with with uh, people's attention spans. Having said that, I I changed my answer. It's Mass Effect still, but I do feel like it would be better as a as a TV show. As a TV show, yeah, that's yeah, I, I, yeah. But like you, you pick, you think about all these, what like these amazing stories in in the video game uh, genre. You think about okay, what is just a one-off? What can be made into a movie? Mm. Anything that has like a ma- like a two or a three in it, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if it would lend itself to be made into a, a movie. Although yeah. you know which one would? What Call of Duty Black Ops, the first one. The first, yeah, that that would be amazing. It, yeah, I agree. They they, they, they as a movie, they didn't really like expand on that. Right. Um, I think that the newest one, right? Isn't that the, the the newest one supposed to be uh, like a cold like a Cold War eighties spy type right. of thing? Right. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but this this one it, it spans from the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, and into the eighties. The, the original Black Ops. Mm. So I feel like maybe doing something along those lines as a movie would be better off. Just, I mean would be not better off but it it would make more sense um obviously ha- adapting it into a tv show then you get better story structure more time to flush out the character development and all that good stuff yeah but as a movie as a one off i think black ops might be that the option to go to yeah i i i agree it does have it has that as you're listing up the decades it does have that that rhythm to it Right, the repercussions of what we do in the past affecting what we how we go into the future. I do feel like it, it has a lot of that weight to it. Yeah, I would I would love to see a Killzone adaptation. Oh God, I would love to see make that into a movie. Screw that, like make it into make it into this epic trilogy 
where it's it's the war, right? Not just Hell, yeah. not just Hellgate. I mean, not just kills on one, but all of them, all the way to oh. where it's a mass genocide event. And like, is the ISA really good then? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and this is this this one you could easily make a a movie not or surrounding the core group of characters from the video games. Yeah, just because it, it does. You know, it is so vast. It is a world fighting another world and stuff like that. And then they, there could even be a, a movie adaptation of the Shadowfall video game where they're both the the Helgen and the the normal people are living on the same planet, divided by this wall. Yeah, you know, it could be the rep- repercussion. You know, do the trilogy now, focusing on a different set of characters, and then you know, five years down the line or whatever, make the make the the prologue to the story. Yeah, most definitely. I want to do see Rico though, because I do want to see him punched in the face. <laughs> but I do. I there's some characters I do. Oh, a character I don't really think much. Maybe the first one. Some of the characters there, like mm-hmm. like made an impression on me. But yeah, I, I you could essentially take any character. I mean, you make them sympathetic, and you have a story. <laughs> yeah, it it could be like um, where it's it's telling part of the story. You know, like we know yeah. the story from the video games, but then there's also a, another aspect, and you could build your character, you could build your your story from that, and not have to rely on on um, on what came what came before. You know, and and then you you could do your fan service just by having everything be as accurate as possible. Right. Right. You know, it's just you know these characters that you see the helgas just l- make them look like fucking space nazis cuz that's what they are <laughs> that's what they <laughs> really are i had a poster on my door of like I, I did i give it did you give it to him no no you didn't i had his no. back when the first one came out it came with a poster and it's basically a helgas poster and it's uh, like propaganda yeah. and i loved it because in this in the narrative of it all the helgas were the victims of this col- yeah. colonization conglomerate yeah yeah you, you look and as on the face of it you see these space nazis with red glowing eyes for, in their helmets and then you see like normal people you're immediately tend to believe that the normal people have the right right and once you go through the story you come to realize that maybe they don't you know maybe it's the the poor people from helgen that are, are true the true victims of this Right. It's it's like it's it's so great. I'm so down. It's like it's a it's a preconception, right? We see them with their red yeah. eyes and their their breathing apparatus and there's already mm-hmm. this this wall where whoa, what is this guy up? He's wearing all black and has red eyes and it's like he can't breathe regular air, right? It, it's yeah. it's planet is toxic as hell and it, people died. Generations died on that. And I would love to see that ambiguity in film in the film adaptation. Yeah, yeah, and then you could you, you could really do it where like in the first two movies you're convinced that that the ISP is the good guys, and then in the last movie just that dagger that shows them like no, it's actually the Helgen. Yeah, that are are <laughs> the, the victimized here because that's how that's how it played out in the video games. Right, right. They it's it's like they are attacking because they want right. Yeah, they didn't want independence essentially. They do, yeah. Right, and then ISA attacks their homeworld, and then they try to fall back. They, and then fucking Rico does something stupid, and then they uh, <laughs> they kills the guy. right they kill the basically main the main dude, and then they, he becomes a martyr, and then it just galvanizes them. But Shadowfall was so good because at the end, 
spoilers for I don't mm-hmm. know five year game and stuff like that. <laughs> but the ISA commit global gen plan not global planetary genocide and blow that not blow global. up the planet. Oh, is it the same mm-hmm. thing? I feel like yeah, it's the same thing. Planetary sounds better. <laughs> so, <laughs> more immediate. More immediate. More <laughs> and it just wipe everyone out, and it's you're kind of left there sitting, huh? Are they the good guys if they're willing? There's children. There's not just you know soldiers on that planet. There are men. There are women, children, schools, like babies, yeah. baby hell gas going around. They just flip the switch and wipe them all out. Billions of people. Yeah, it's it's a terrible. It's 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 terrible in a sense that it um it mimics a lot of what uh you know our history, our human history is. Oh yes, but it, it's, <laughs> it's very it's very very entertaining though. I, I that's probably it's one of the the better video game series that I've played. Yeah. Uh, kill zone. I wonder if they're ever gonna start making. They're making more of them. Oh, I could only dream, right? I mean, gorillas yeah. still around, and uh, I could just only. They made Ratchet and Clank. They made another one, so why not a reboot of Kill Zone? Yeah, that'd be that'd be very, very cool. And then they they can release like the special edition PS5 upres. Kill Zone one, two, three. Oh my god, that would be sick. Like remastered, yeah. like new graphics, <laughs> new system, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like like they did for the PS3 when uh, God of War came out, God of War 3. They they released the remastered versions of God of War 2 and God of War. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I remember that. So it could be something like that for a PS5 uh, kill zone. Doesn't even have to be a continuation of the story, just something in that world in that universe yeah what now that we're on the topic of god of war how about Mm -hmm. that what do you think that would be a tv show or a movie i just don't ever see it (laughs) being a movie like at all just because it's so expansive it's so much right it's it's not only like it's 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 within its own genre but it crosses genres as well yeah (laughs) like it's it's this character based around the greek mythology but then eventually it it moves to north mythology norse yeah yeah norse mythology yeah so it's like it's so huge this is one of these where i would honestly just rather have it be i would love to see a live action adaptation yeah but i would i would rather just have it be uh living within the video games but i don't i don't want anybody to fucking ruin it because it's it's literally out of all the video game stories that there are how many of them can you actually point to and be like, these are perfect? True. That's God of War. It might might be one of the the very few. It it's true, and something that was taken from back in the PlayStation Two days, PlayStation Three, roughly, and they yeah. bring it into the contemporary. Yeah. Right. God of War. I I I hate that you haven't played it. <laughs> but the, 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 newest the newest one. one. Yeah, the newest one. And yeah. it, it's it's something that is it's not something that applies to nostalgia, right? They don't fucking jack yeah. you off and they say, hey, remember the Blades of Chaos and stuff like that. It's yeah. so contemporary and it's so different from what we played as kids that they know we're adults now. So we expect, mm-hmm. we expect more of a narrative, expect more of a, not a hand-holding, but more of a thematic experience. And God of War, God of War does that to the point where I was like, I was like crying at some points because we know Kratos <laughs> Kratos can't yeah. handle his emotions. We've been there since day one where his kids, he was fooled by Ares. 
he killed his kids and and he killed his family and now he's wearing their ashes right yeah. so and and so when he goes through these moments of of emotional turmoil with his son it's like the son of course doesn't understand him but we've been with kratos and it's difficult because he's he doesn't want to lose his kid yeah, like, he already lost everything. He doesn't yeah, want to do that again. Even his family with uh, the Greeks, yeah. right? He lost his sister. Yeah. And his father almost killed them. Spoilers, for God's sakes. Fucking five years already. And it's it's fantastic. And I just love that game so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, I plan to to later down the line, maybe sometime next year, buy a bunch of uh, consoles it. and just, just play through a bunch of video games that I haven't played. Now that I have the space and time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but don't touch it. Is that. there anything? Oh, don't touch it. Oh, no, no, don't make that into. I, I just feel it's so, like you said, it's so big. I don't yeah. feel like even a trilogy, right? Even even a trilogy. It's something that you need to experience in one sitting. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, like the, 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 the times where I played uh, God of War, like the first time I ever played it, it was such a basically a mind fuck you know mm. i was like holy shit what is this game and then <laughs> as as i grew as i grew older and as i as i played the other ones i was able to understand it a lot better and you know realize the importance of it and and you know gain such um respect for the story respect for you know what what they had the animators had to go through to, to make to to do this you know like cause, yeah Video games take a long time to make, right. regardless of what video game is, you know. And so it's it's always it's always a wonder, like why some suck, and why <laughs> some don't, you know? Right, right, yeah. And then every now and not every now, it's not every day where you come across a video game that is you could easily get away with saying it's ten out of ten under every each and every single criteria. Yeah. So I mean, I I, I get what you're saying that um, it's it's just this vast uh expand exp- again again what that fucking word expanded <laughs> universe of you know like him because him, then again it's it's gonna be so cgi heavy that right that on its own it's gonna it's gonna be ruined yeah that's uh, i think of warcraft right it's exactly it's an epic game in terms of warcraft being this whole world it's in the name but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't see them doing it. I don't see Kratos being done justice, right? I don't. No. I can. I hear his voice in my head, and yeah. I don't see other people making that interpret. Not interpret that acting towards him. No, it's it's whatever actor they get, it's gonna not. It's gonna pale in comparison, no matter what. And it, it's not gonna be like a Batflet situation where everybody's gonna shit on him and then be like, <laughs> hmm, maybe he wasn't that bad. Right. It's gonna be like, it's they're just gonna shit on him regardless if he's good or bad. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, God of War is is one that should just should not just be touched. Yeah. You know, keep make keep making video games as long as you're making them of, of such high quality. You know, keep pumping them out, but as movie or TV, I think just leave this one alone. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cut to next week later. Sony announces. Oh no! <laughs> God of War. Oh, it, movie series. It's fun. It's funny that you mentioned that. Is like Uncharted is being made into a TV show, so that that's a play. It's a Sony. That's a Sony property. And yeah. it's along the line. It's a first. It's a first party property. So if that does a good job. 
we don't know if the floodgates are opened and it's free for all for all of the properties from Sony. They could easily do a God of War. <laughs> I use that lightly. <laughs> easily. Yeah. <laughs> Just in name only. But I feel like Uncharted was was like the the dude version of uh Tomb Raider, right? Yeah. Something that, similar. That's that's so, very accurate to say. So it's, yeah. it's it's not in this like it's very period piece without a doubt. So they're they are gonna have to spend a shit ton of money on on getting that right. But it's not you know fucking gods fighting gods and you know crawling your way out of hell three times. And, <laughs> you know it's it's not that you know that big. Right. Right. That's true. I feel like the Uncharted makes a little more sense to to be made into a feature. Yeah. A live action feature. Yeah. But then again, you know, the fucking Hollywood execs just all they see is uh money figures. And if they see that Uncharted made money, then why not just start make, pumping out all the their uh video game IPs? Yeah, that's that's God, you're sending shivers down my spine because if it does do a good job God of War, be it a movie or a trilogy or a TV show, is could be on the horizon. If any, any properties at that for that matter, right? Any, any and all. Yeah. Huh. Mm, that's crazy. Uh, do you want to talk about? You want to finish up on this Batman not giving head? Oh God, what is being a being a selfish lover? Ugh, some whore. Would, would <laughs> what do you think of this? This was trending so, a day or so ago or something. Yeah, like a week or so ago. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just people need a story. <laughs> like what's what's a bigger story is that Steven Spielberg uh signed a his production company signed a deal with Netflix, even though Steven Spielberg was a total naysayer on the Netflix. Oh god. Yeah. And Scorsese so, too, right? No, well, not the plan, well. but he's making a movies movies for Netflix. Yeah, yeah, he's been making. He made The Irishman, right? And I think there's like three or four more. Yeah, coming. yeah. Of course, he's at the very least produced. Yeah, I think so. So, just to to finish up on the Batman thing, it's 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 a, such a dumb thing people <laughs> chose, you know, like, and and it's it's. Canon fucking Zack Snyder posted a picture of this where him actually going down on Catwoman. Right. What did you hear? He got um, taken down. He they took it down. Yeah. DC Comics officially did a DMCA in protest, and they and he had to take down the photo. Mm. Yeah, That's... I don't. <laughs> it's just it's such a like you said it's a weird thing. I don't, I don't know in a world where I guess. We're worrying about Batman not going down on Catwoman nowadays. <laughs> yeah, like have we have we figured everything out? Like it's, it's <laughs> is it all peachy that we need to focus on either Batwoman. I mean, Batman not being a courteous lover to Catwoman. <laughs> like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like what the fuck? Like if he does or not, who cares? It's... There's more shit. There's better, There's more important shit out there. Yeah. It, whether or not if he kills like we don't know anymore <laughs> we don't we have proof but we we kind of don't want that proof we don't. yeah it's i mean it's it's everybody's gonna want to keep whatever they have their whatever imagine imagination they have about whichever character in their heads they want to keep it like as that they don't want to deviate from anything yeah 
And like to me, fuck it. I mean, Batman, whenever he's not out wearing the the, the cow <laughs> patrolling the cities, he's just licking his way through Kevin's uh <laughs> parts, you know? That's 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 how I th- imagine it. I that's how I imagine it too. I mean it's we- <laughs> I personally I think it's weird. DC Comics is so so really like you know 90s mom like oh my god we don't do that here like charlotte put your pants back up like it's very old-fashioned to me and it's it's just really weird (laughs) i mean but they also they've also had a his dc's had a history of doing like stupid shit like that like remember um the writers of the batwoman comic left because they didn't let him get married did they yeah batwoman this has happened like a few years oh right 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 batwoman was gonna marry her girlfriend but DC was like, nope. And then the writers quit. Oh, okay. I do remember so that then, yes. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not out of the ordinary for DC to come out and try to, you know, keep their characters pristine. I, I suppose so. <laughs> right. I, I mean I you I mean, but like it's an it's inevitable. Batman's ha- like He's had a chill child out of wedlock. He's banged basically every female character he's right. come across. Even Barbara. So <laughs> Barbara, exactly. Barbara. <laughs> Which is, is, it's like, is this really like what, what you're focusing on? Who gives a shit? You know, just let him have it. Fucking, right. I would imagine he does. Shit, I mean, why, why wouldn't he? He's, it's Batman. Like, I, it's <laughs> Batman and it's Bruce Wayne. And it's, Bruce Wayne can get anyone. You know, me included. But, you know, I can get anyone he really wants. And why would he be under doing that to Catwoman? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, uh, (laughs) But this is our world. Let's (laughs) let's, let's finish on this. Conan O'Brien, he's ending his show after almost 30 years. Right, right. That's that's like, that's crazy. Because to me, I know we've talked about this before, but to me... Conan was probably the best to do it in the last 20 years. Yeah. The late night show and stuff like that. Because like you, you you look at Jimmy Fallon, he just seems fake. Like it, 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 <laughs> He really does. <laughs> it doesn't seem genuine at all. Jimmy Kimmel has his moments, but overall, it's, he, like especially lately, or especially when uh, Trump became president, he was very, um, you know, political. Stuff right. like that, and, and, and if I'm looking to be entertained, I'm, I do not go to politics. Yeah. Uh, uh, Colbert, I like Colbert when when he was in the Colbert Report with, yeah. uh, and then John Stewart was doing the Daily Show. Yeah. But ever since he took over the the late night show, it kind of feels like okay, standards and practice had to rein him in a little bit, you know. Oh yeah, really? He couldn't. He couldn't this this outlandish character that he was on the Colbert Report. Interesting. But Conan was always Conan. He was always this wacky character. Made you laugh. He'd, he'd do anything that made you laugh, even if it, if it made you uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he seemed like legit. He seemed like a real person. Like you, you would actually want to. Uh, I don't say like be friends with. Uh, saying as cliche as that sounds. <laughs> You feel like he was he was part of the he could be part of the crew you know yeah I, and he yeah we go ahead no no go ahead you're saying no we all remember how he got fucked over uh from uh fuck what's the name i don't remember the was remember it? when it's in, um, it's in the tip of my tongue but i can't for uh, the life of me jay leno jay leno oh yes him over. yes 
after let uh, David Letterman left, and then he handed over the show to Conan O'Brien, but fucking Jay Leno was like, uh-uh, I want it. And essentially, I think it, he was only on the late night for, I'll say like half a year or something like that, right? Maybe. I don't quite remember, but I, yeah, I do remember it being a whole big thing. Whole thing, yeah. Yeah. And then he ended up going to TBS, and I feel like TBS gave him more freedom to be his weird self. Yeah. Which, it's, you know, I am kind of sad that Conan O'Brien, his show is leaving. Is he re- retiring, retiring? Or is he, like, what's just, his plans after? I think what he's doing is going to be, I know I know he's going to be focusing more on his podcast that he has. Oh, okay. That's exciting. Um, yeah. But uh, I would like to see him, I would like to see him do more uh, of those specials where he goes to, like well, he went to Cuba, then he went to Ghana, then he went to Greenland, stuff like that. I would like to see him do more more of those type of specials. Yeah, which were you know funny. Yeah, I'd... that would be cool. I, I do see. I feel like that would be a cool Netflix show, like Conan yeah. O'Brien going around the world and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Like um, uh, Top Gear, you know the British TV show. Yeah. Uh, when the, the they fired when they fired Jeremy and then the Richard and Ma- James they left and then they started their own show on uh, Amazon which is this, essentially like a type gear s type of show yeah but after three seasons they decided just to stop doing the show and only focus on doing like specials where they go around the world and stuff like that oh okay and you know I do miss the old format of the show but I I really enjoyed them you know doing uh boating through thailand and shit like that <laughs> i live vicariously that, to them yeah yeah doing some weird shit like that. and i feel like conan was he had he had started doing something similar trying to build relations with um with other countries which you know i'm all for you know, people should be friendlier to each other right yeah i would love i do love those shows like you know the late anthony bourdain would go around eating his way across like just tasting the cuisine and stuff like that and i do miss shows where it would it's not necessarily escapism but it's something that to broaden your horizons it showed you the real of the world exactly like uh and then one of the reasons why i i I love the anthony bourdain show so much is because he would go to these countries where people or the, the news media would be like oh my god there's so much terrible devastation stuff like that or these people hate us because, you know, of our beliefs. Right. But he'd go and be like, you know, they're just people like you and me. You know, they're, they're, they they want to have a good, they want to provide a good life for their family. They want to have a, a safe uh, upbringing and stuff like that. Yeah. And he would do that by showing the way that they, they, they lived and they, they ate their foods and stuff like that. And that I feel like something similar to that ever since uh, Anthony Bourdain, we, you know, we lost him, has been missing. Yeah. Something to connect connect the world, and I'm not I'm not saying that oh Conan O'Brien should take up that mantle, no, because he's, <laughs> he's basically gonna fucking mock everybody right. that, that, that does. But but I, I I did enjoy when he went to like Korea and he he hired a family to be his family in Korea. Oh like my that. god, <laughs> I I do want him to show that you know humor is what unites us all. Yeah, it's a it's a way to unite us, 100%. right? And that, that Korean thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, that was a good conversation. Right. 
Yeah. How are you feeling? Still feeling a little loopy? I'd, well, people who don't know, I just got my second COVID shot. And uh, yeah. yeah, I stopped seeing things. So that's good. I'm good. But yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. My arm's starting to get sore, though. So that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's this is my experience. Like, I just felt a little tired the mm. first few days. Um, after the second one, like a week later, I was like, I didn't have... I, I was feeling like a little off balance and lightheaded and stuff like that. Yeah. But other than that, like I've, I've, I've heard of stories where people just like they go through hell because of the vaccine and stuff like that. And I was a little worried uh, about myself because I have a history of reacting poorly to vaccines. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah, I haven't like, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I believe in vaccines. I, I, I'm a hundred percent for them, but for yeah. me personally, the last few times I've gotten the flu vaccine, I've gotten really, really sick. So oh, that's why I was I was worried about getting the the COVID vaccine, but I made it. I made it on the other end. <laughs> and here you are. You're all good. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, good to hear. Um, that's worrying. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you got your your second dose. Um, you're trying to get ahead of it, whether or not um, you were ever at a risk to getting it or not, but you're being proactive about it. So yeah, I'm glad that you did. Just no, just remember, drink a lot of water and get plenty of rest. Yeah, yeah, that's what the lady told me too. Just like keep drinking yeah. water. If you're gonna drink beer, I was like, oh, why do I look like I drink beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just drink, drink water. So, yeah, it's like it's because of my pot belly or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, well, it was good talking to you, man. Hope you have a good weekend. You too. Take care. All right. Now we can stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>